Thank you for tuning in to the Multi-Channel Reseller Podcast. This is Joshua Esters, and I'm back again with another episode. Thank you so much for tuning back in. I want to, um, in advance, welcome all the new listeners. I appreciate you guys coming in, stopping by, listening to the podcast. This episode, um, you know, um, you know, I'm going to speak from the heart a little bit. You know, I'm I'm uh I'm not in the analytical intellectual mode right now. Honestly, like I you know, just came from doing some some work and it kinda got me a little sluggish. So I'm trying to get my energy back up. So that's why I have the cherry coke zero. Getting ready to crack that open real quick. Yeah, so I plan on getting revved up with a little bit of caffeine here. But um, this episode, you know, I want to, um, you know, uh, speak to speak to the people, you know, speak to the people, you know, um, um, in hopes to imprint some new ideas or um, resurface some old ideas you may already have had. Um, that will allow you to, um, you know, see things differently and pursue your goals in a um, in, in a different way or in a way that you probably got led astray from. You know, um, sometimes we we forget things, right? We forget the lessons that we the lessons that we've learned you know, from our earlier days or from, you know, from last year, you know, it could be not from early days. Right. So, um, that's what I'm hoping this episode to do is just to, for, for maybe some new stuff, or maybe I'm just going to say something in a, in a way that's different for some of you. And then for others, uh, it may just resurface some old ideas or some older perspectives that you may have forgot about that um that will help you you know that's the goal that will help you in um moving forward so the the title right i love money you know um that 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 actually for me that actually comes from um a very influential person in my life um my high school teacher I had a, I had a high school teacher. Uh, shout out to Mr. Johnson, and he was very influential in my life. Um, he changed my life in so many ways, and he changed so many uh, students' lives. Um, you know, in 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 ways that were so needed. You know, uh, especially coming from where I come from and doing some of the things that I've done. At that time, um, you know, he had tough love. Uh, he was definitely a father figure. He was strong. He was masculine. He was intelligent. He was witty, smart. Um, and he knew how to get the bag, you know. Um, and teaching was, was his passion. You know, you could tell he was passionate about teaching, but he was also smart enough to um, 
to understand that, you know, he had to uh, make money in other areas as well. And, um, and he did that, you know, um, one of, one of my many memories of Mr. Johnson, uh, he would, uh, you know, he would basically, you know, have a wad of, of money in his pocket, <laughs> you know what I'm saying? And he'll pull it out and he'll say, you know, I love money. I love money. You don't love money, but I love money, you know, um, you know, um, you know, he, he talked to us about real estate because he was, he was in real estate at that time, at least, um, you know, flipping houses and, and things like that. And, um, he had a de- he had a decent salary as a teacher as well. You know, he, he showed us some checks a few times. I don't remember exactly how much it was, but I remember he, you know, he, he would call our names up and show us checks. And his, his, his point was, and, and, you know, you know, I mean, these days, if you tell, you know, people who probably listen to me like, oh man, that's crazy. Like, why would he do something like that? That's ridiculous. But he had very specific intentions. He would even tell us, he said, you know, this is to motivate you. You know, this is to motivate you. I, I, I had this wad of fucking twenties and hundreds in my pocket. And I pulled it out in front of you guys to motivate you, you know? I drive the I drive a Benz to motivate you. You know what I'm saying? Like, and and um, <clears throat> and you know he teaches us about real estate and and finance and you know things to avoid in high school. That's where I got the uh, I learned the lesson to not buy a car on credit. Uh, had it not been for him telling me that, um, I would have fell into that trap. Uh, out you know after graduating high school of purchasing a vehicle um but because he gave me that game and uh that knowledge i didn't go down that road i i bought a car all cash um you know off off the street you know so um so i got a lot of money lessons from from him a lot of motivation from him um and I think I probably mentioned too, he was, he was fit, he used to be a, a football player in college. So he, you know, we would work out, we, you know, he would, he would, uh, he would make us work out. And, um, I, myself, including a lot of other students, I, I, I can already imagine that they have very great memories and, and very, um, lessons that they learned, we learned from him that we still, um, you know, you know, you know, thank, thank him for to this day, you know, 16, 17, 18 years later. So, um, but yeah, you know, he would say, I love money. I love money. And, um, that's why I titled this, uh, this episode that, and this is a pretty much a dedication, uh, to him. So appreciate that, Mr. Johnson. So, um, The emotion of having money and desiring money and wanting more money, that emotion, I think that, you know, for a lot of us, uh, we have to get back to, um, if you were that person at, at some point and, um, we have to get back to that, get back to 
the, the, the just the desire, the dream, right, of having a lot of money, you know, or having, you know, a, a vast amount of money to live the lifestyle that you want to live. See, the thing with me is um, I, I don't I, I never really had a uh, uh, I never really had a I never really saw myself like, oh, you know, I'm going to, you know, live in this mansion and um, I'm going to have cars. I, I never I never I I don't know much about cars. You know, cars were never really my thing. Um, so I don't really care about those material things. Now I, I, I always, you know, I, um, I always, I love houses. I love looking at houses. I drive by houses. There's million dollar houses around where I live. And I, I drive in those areas, take a look at them. And, um, you know, I go on realtor.com and stuff like that. So I, I love houses, you know, so that, that is a, is a passion of mine, but not a, uh, I used to think I, I used to think to fulfill that passion, I, I had to become a real estate agent. And then when I tried that, it, it, it didn't, it didn't do anything for me, but I love, love houses. And, but I never really saw myself like, oh, you know, I'm going to have, you know, X amount of bedrooms and I'm going to have this big old mansion and all this kind of stuff. For me, I, I always wanted to do uh meaningful work. I wanted to, to do work and I wanted to be free. You know, I wanted to be financially free. That was more important to me than actually having things, you know. So it's a very vague, uh, it's very vague. It's not very specific, you know. And especially if you're one of those, you know, if you're, you know, like me, if you're, if you're, if you've, if you've seen anything that I've seen before, like, you know, The Secret, when that came out way back then, you know, the idea of having very specific goals and specific timelines and all that kind of stuff, which I, I, I like, but I never really got into that in terms of actually doing it. I didn't really, um, that really didn't mesh with me too, too well. My whole thing was, I, I want to get into something that I like, that I enjoy. And, um, but, but, you know, in, 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 in not necessarily love, I'm not trying to, I, I don't really, uh, even, even that I'm not really into, Oh, I want to love what I do. I, I don't really, that's not real to me. That's not real life to me. You know, um, because if I look at what I'm doing now, it's not, I don't love it. That's not, that's not, it's not the purpose of it. It's not, it's not for me to love like, uh, what, what I do love or like is that I'm doing what I want to do and it's growing into something that's giving me more independence the more I focus onto it. So I love the building aspect of it. I love building what I'm doing. So the actual thing of what I'm doing, I'm, I, I, you know, it's not, that's not what I'm here. I'm not here on earth to do, you know what I'm saying? But I am building something that's going to allow me to have financial freedom. That's what I love. I love the building, you know, uh, the, 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 the building aspect of it. Okay. If I'm stopping, that means I'm drinking this cherry Coke Zero. Yo, for real, like, I thought about it before I started recording. I need to figure out how they can sponsor me. You know what I'm saying? Because I talk about this a little too much, you know, and I'm not getting paid for it. So I need to figure out if they can sponsor the podcast because 
Cherry Coke Zero is good. I mean, I, I don't know how else to say it. It's good. And what I never really told you guys, I never really brought this up, but I know every episode is past like maybe three or four episodes. I talk about how I used to smoke. I don't know. It just comes up every time I do the podcast right now. But what I also used to do is um, I also was, you could say, addicted, quote unquote, to monster energy drinks. Okay. I used to smoke, you know, my e-cigs and drink my monsters. And um, I, you know, really enjoyed it. Really enjoyed monsters. Really loved it. Not loved it, but really enjoyed it. You know, I have I have very fond memories you know what I'm saying? Like, just just fond memories, just little moments here and there of me smoking and drinking. You know, that's my thing. Smoking and drinking and working, right? So, I'm, I'm you know, I'm getting my FBA shipments. I'm smoking and drinking and got some music playing. I'm getting my, you know, it, just those time periods where I was, you know, had, like, very high points in, in, my, in my business. Uh, those are fond memories, you know what I'm saying, for me. But anyways, I was uh, drinking Monsters every day, sometimes even twice a day. And if you ever drink a monster, you know how crazy you feel after you drink a monster, especially for the first time. Or if you haven't drank one after a while, you feel a little crazy because it got you. It just does shit to your body. Right. Um, but, you know, after, you know, you drink, drink a few, then you, your body becomes uh, uh, used to it. Right. Or you don't really feel much of it. But I used to drink those for energy because I was, you know, I was up all night. I used to pull all nighters and um uh, I would be drinking monsters and smoking. That would help me keep me going all night while I'm working. Um, rather, I'm, you know, back then when I was doing the Amazon, uh, uh, when I was doing, you know, Amazon full time wholesale, you know, trying to find products online, you know, and I was very, I was stressing a lot of the times. Ninety nine percent of the time, I was stressing because, like, you know, um, you know, I had had some ups and downs. I had a lot of downs, you know, doing that. And, you know, I didn't have any income and I had some I had new babies and all this kind of stuff. New babies were being born and, you know, or wife or wife. Yeah. You know, if you if you know anything about the podcast, or if you listen to the podcast for any number of years, you know, I'm always having babies, always having, you know, babies are always here or babies are always on the way. So and then, you know, income is kind of crazy. So I, I got to figure out how to make more money and all this kind of stuff. Anyways, um, I used to drink monsters. So <clears throat> I drink. Coke now, Coke Zero. Um, all I can say about it is pick your poison. I'll leave it at that. <clears throat> all right, so back to the episode. Back to the episode. Um, so, so when I say I love money, I'm, I'm not. Um, you know, some of y'all going to be in your feelings. You know, when someone says that. But um, but just get out your feelings for a second for for some of you. Most of you, y'all understand what's going on and 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 you know how I talk. But it's really about um, just having that desire to have more and to take care of what you have, right? Take care of the dollars that you have. You know, um, I'm a I, I used to be a big fan of Shark Tank. You know, back in the early days, like back when you used to be able to watch episodes on YouTube, that was a long time ago. You know what I'm saying? And then, they, you know, they quickly took those off um, because they weren't getting paid for that. But um, 
in my in my first apartment, uh, in my first apartment, uh, I had my first apartment with, with my wife or my now wife. We didn't have a TV and we didn't buy a TV. So I used to go to my um, my grandparents' house where I, I used to live there. One of the places I used to live, I used to go to my grandparents' house and on Friday nights and, and uh, my, my wife and I would watch Shark Tank. We would visit my grandparents, but I'd be watching Shark Tank at my grandparents' house, 8 o'clock on Fridays. And that's how much of a fan I was. But um, something, something Kevin O'Leary said that really shifted my mind uh, on how I thought about money. Uh, I don't know what he said exactly, but he makes references to this a lot. And um, but it's it's about, you know, your your money is like your kids. OK, so when I said just a second ago to take care, having that desire to take care of your money. In addition to having a desire to have more money and to get more money and having that emotional connection. Um, but in terms of taking care of your money, he said something like. You know, you know, my money or my dollars are like like kids. You know, before he, he wants to give it to invest in the company, he wants to know where he's sending his kids. You know, and if his kids are gonna come back with more kids, right? You know, the 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 the, the ROI, right? Those are the, the 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 money, the kids having kids. So he said he just he he, he his his money is like kids. He wants to his kids. He wants to make sure he's giving it to someone who will return his kids in better shape, right? Or, you know, uh, with more kids, right? So that is the element of taking care of your money. So that is that 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 may translate to personal finance. And I have a love-hate relationship with personal finance. Um, so, you know, I, I, um, I went to college and got a degree in, in a concentration in finance and personal finance was a, uh, was a course that I took and, you know, it was, it was, it was, it was helpful. I'm not gonna say it's not helpful. Um, that's where I learned more about, uh, mint.com, right. You know, putting in it, which, which I'm part of my, on my to-do list to, to sign up back for that and, and get my, get my personal finance more tight than it is now. Um, where I learned about that and learned about organizing things, organizing finance documents, uh, if I need to do that. And it, I, I, the, the course was, you know. 16 weeks or whatever, but for some reason, I, I remember uh, those situations vividly where, you know, organizing, um, you know, making sure you're organizing your, you know, your personal life in the physical world and also in the digital world with uh, mint, mint.com and, and, and uh, there's different tricks and tips to, to, to using that and all that kind of stuff. But my, my love and hate relationship with personal finance is... You know, I mean, cool. Yeah, save money, right? You know, or, you know, do these, you know, invest some of it. But I didn't have any money, man. Like, so that 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 information was wasn't really helpful to me right then and there. Now. Is it helpful in the sense that, oh, I remember to go back to mint.com, 
I mean, I don't, I don't know. Yeah, I don't, I don't think so. You know, because I could have figured that out on the way here. And you know, investing and things like that. I, I didn't have money to invest. You know what I'm saying? Like, I, I didn't, I didn't have, I didn't have any money. And the money that I did make, I always made enough money when I in, in college. I always made enough money to pay for things I needed to pay for books, housing, food, transportation. I always made enough. And it's not like, oh, I made enough and then I stopped. It's I always had just enough. I always had what I needed, you know, Um, because, you know, I wasn't going to work more hours in exchange for going to school because I had to go to school. Like, so, you know, it, it not only that, it wouldn't. You know, it's not like you can just work more hours. It has to be work available. You know. So. Hold on one second. Okay, let me make sure. Hold on one second, ladies and gents. Okay, cool. All right. Okay. Now I was just checking on something. Sorry about that. So let's, uh, all right, cool. Okay. All right. Sorry about that. So let's, let's, let's get to it. Um, so yeah, so, so, um, but I was passionate about it though. You know, I used to, you know, read the money mustache blogs and I either watched, you know, Susie Orman and a little bit of Dave Ramsey, you know, at that time when, when I was being introduced to this idea, it was just trying to, you know, learn, right? Uh, not that I would follow uh, Dave Ramsey or Susie Orman, but I was, um, Susie Orman is very <laughs> entertaining, but, uh, but I would listen, you know, and I would read. And I would, you know, read blogs and I, you know, I would watch and I would, you know, you know, and, um, and, uh, keep a spreadsheet and, you know, write things down and, and, you know, I was involved with that, but, um, but personal finance, I don't know. It, it, it does, in, 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 I don't know. It just, it just wasn't feasible for me. It, it just wasn't practical for me, you know? Um, not saying it's practical for anybody. It's not practical for anybody else, but my whole thing is I need, I need money. Like I, I need, I don't, I don't need money, but I need an opportunity that I can build off of. Cause I didn't have like terrible money habits. I mean, I didn't, I didn't have money to spend, you know what I'm saying? I, I spent on things that I needed. So it's not like I had terrible habits at the time, you know, you know, my college days, you know, I just, I needed an opportunity to make money. I need, I need to make money. Right. So I, I had, you know, a basic amount of uh, you know, sense, I guess you could say, where, like I like I said earlier, I wasn't really into buying the materials, the cars and the, and the houses or whatever, you know. I wanted to do work and do work that paid. I mean, when I say work, I mean, you know, business and a business opportunity to do something that actually paid well. And I will build off of that. I will build from there. Okay. Let me be able to live basically, right? Let me have a, a place where I can be comfortable. You know what I'm saying? The minimum I can be comfortable living. 
let me have uh, uh, a basic situation, really basic. You know, that was my my goal. I want to have something basic where I can really focus on uh, building something. You know, I need an opportunity to build off of. And then I'll work on my personal finance and then I'll work on my investing and then I, I'll jump ship from there. And, and, and um, for some people that may not work because they may not have a interest or a desire to um, to excel in those areas. Like I have an interest and a desire to be better in personal finance and investing. Right. So I already have that component. Now, if you don't have those components, you may need to learn about those things and try to implement those things early on. And, and at the same time, look for your opportunity. But, you know, but at the same time, you know, I mean, you, you need an opportunity. You need money to build off of. You need an opportunity to build off of before you even get there. That's my opinion. That's my personal opinion. So my whole thing is, you know, I need I need I need a cash cow. I need money. I need an opportunity that's going to spit out money. Right. Because once I start spitting out money, I'm going to have access because I already don't have things. I don't have, you know, bills at the time. I didn't. Yeah, I didn't have bills. You know, I didn't have, you know, I didn't have credit card debt and uh, loan debt. And I didn't have debt, 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 debt. I didn't have any of that. Right. All I need to do, like my 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 expenses probably came to be like fifteen hundred a month. You know what I'm saying? At that, you know, college days before I moved in, before I moved to my first apartment. Even after I moved to my first apartment, I had a really cheap rent there. My bills were, you know, less than about fifteen hundred, right? So if I get, I can get an opportunity that I'm able to build off of and start making like five grand, then I'll be able to, you know, take that difference and you know, save it, invest it, and learn about those things. Because then I have, for me personally, I like that idea. I like the idea of having a chunk of money and putting it somewhere, you know, fifty dollars here, twenty dollars there, ten dollars there. Uh, that's not my thing. I, I can't really, I can't get off to that. You know what I'm saying? I need, a, I need a thousand dollars. Like, bam, let me put that on something, you know, 1500, let me put that on something, 2000, let me just put that on something, you know what I'm saying, um, and, you know, that's, that, that doesn't mean it's a good thing, you know, because, you know, I'm sure there's, there's stories of like, oh yeah, I saved $20 a, a, a week, and now I, my pot of gold is now 100 grand after 20 years or whatever, you know, but that's, that's not me, I don't get off to that, you know what I'm saying, I don't get off to that, I get off to putting some fucking money down, you know what I'm saying, Having some money to put down, you know, you know, because right now, like my, my mind says, like, I want to be able to put down a house. Like, I want to be able to take my cash or take some cash or have enough, ca have enough of a cash cow where I can just go buy a house full cash. That's what people are doing now anyway. I mean, those are the people who are taking up all the real estate right now, people who are cash buyers. So, you know, personal finance is not going to tell you that. They're going to say, you know, oh, you know, um, in terms of a mortgage, it's, it's okay to borrow money, right? Because you can, you know, use, you know, you, 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 yeah, borrow money. That That's the thing, you know. Personal finance will tell you to do that for um, uh, on a mortgage. But for me, I'm like, man, I'm at this point where it's like, man, I, I need to put something down. I need to be able to at least just put like 500000 on the house. You know, 300,000, 400,000. You know what I'm saying? I need to be able to do that. Like, that's, 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 that's the love of money right there. So, when you love money, you want to do shit like that. And that's where you got to get to. That's what this episode is about. It's about back to loving money, you know? And back to feeling good about it. 
feeling good about love and money. Why? Why should you love money? Why should you love money? If you love money, you'll take care of your money. Right? I remember I bought some shit from, um, uh, I don't know, Bed Bath & Beyond. For some reason, this, this memory always stuck with me. Um, back when I lived in um, Inglewood, went to Culver City, Bed Bath & Beyond. Um, for anybody who knows where that is, over there in Culver City. Um, <clears throat> what is it next to? It's next to that Target over there on, um, I, forgot the, I forgot the name of that street. But anyways, I was, re- I was returning something. I don't remember what it was. It was years, it was years ago. And they were, get, they were getting ready to close. And I, I go in there and I return this item. Now, I didn't live very, very close. I mean, Inglewood and Culver City is, is close. I didn't live super close. It probably maybe a 10-minute drive, maybe 15-minute, maybe 15 on a traffic day, which is damn near every day. Um, they were getting ready to close, and I would go in there, and I, I return the item. It's like a, it's like ten dollars, a ten dollar item. And the guy, he said, "You came all the way down here to return this." Now, he 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 must have caught me on a uh, on a day where I just was like, you know, I'm ready to go back home, because I should have let into his ass. You know what I'm saying? For trying to say some crazy shit. You know what I mean? But I said something that I just didn't know. I didn't know where it came from. And I, it just it just came out, you know? I said, money is money. The more you take care of it, the more you have. And I walked away. Now, that that memory, you know, um, I, I, uh, I, I always remember that. I always remember that. I was like, damn, what the, like, where did that, where did that come from? Like, why was I saying, why did I say that? You know what I'm saying? But it's so powerful because if you watch how you take care of money, okay, how about this? Test yourself or, or here's a, here's, here's a, here's a test. Okay. You ever like, um, Here's, here's a test of how much you care about money, how much you love money. You have something to return, and you don't return it. That is the measurement. See, that guy said, why would you come down here to return this? Okay. So, he had a poor mindset, meaning that he'll let anybody have his money. He didn't care about money. He didn't love money. He didn't treat his money like his kids. Okay? He let anybody have his money. He would let anybody have his money. Now, do you have things sitting around that you haven't returned, that you need to return, that you aren't going to use, and you have a legit reason for returning, you know, and you just haven't done it yet? You don't care about money. You don't care enough. And I'm guilty of this at times, too. I'll have shit that I need to return. And I don't do it. You know? And it's to, it's to the point where it's like, sometimes I'm like, well, damn, like, um, 
it's, 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 a, it's, a, it's a time problem for me, you know? And I'm at a point where it's like, okay, I need to stop buying shit so I don't have to return. I need to buy fewer things so I don't have to return things, you know? So I'm going to show my love of money that way by just buying fewer things, you know, because it's, it becomes an issue sometimes, you know, but that is a test. That's a test, you know, and, you know, I'm sure we're, we're all guilty of it, but, you know, in those moments, you got to check yourself like, okay, nope, I got to get my ass up, make that drive and return this stuff. You know, if you bought it, you know, somewhere physically, you know, take care of your money, love money. Take care of it. The more you have, okay? The more you have. Because the, that $10, you know, it could go to something else. It, it, it doesn't have to be invested. Like, you know, I'm not, I'm not, I'm not, I'm not, I'm never going to be like that. Where it's like, oh man, that, that, you know, don't buy coffee in the morning or whatever. You, you could save $5 a day and you could put it in a, investment account and it earned one percent interest for 20 years and you, you hear you hear shit like that you know what i'm saying i don't like that even if you don't buy coffee because you don't really you know it's not really good for you or whatever it is and you actually spend it on you know something else that you actually care about that that's that's spending that's spending better you know you're spending your money on something you actually care about you know and, and you don't have to invest it but as long as you're taking money that you're wasting and then putting it to something that you actually care about, you know, whether it's investing or not, you know, it could be a nice watch, you know, like I always, like, I, I don't have any, um, I don't have any watches. I always wanted a nice watch. I don't, I don't have any though, you know, I could take my returns or I could take my money that I'm spending on whatever and I'm wasting it, that I'm wasting Let's say let's say it's wasteful for me to buy uh, a coffee every day. Let's let's just say you know for whatever reason, I, like I do it every day, but I don't feel great after I do it. You know what I'm saying? That's wasteful. You know, if you do it and you enjoy it and you love it, and you, then you love talking to people at the at the coffee shop, and, and it makes you you know it makes your day better, and, it, and it's actually a net positive for you. You know, good days, okay. But if it's like draining you and it's taking away from you in some kind of way, then you may be wasting it. Let's say I'm wasting it, right? And then I, you know, save $200, $300 to buy a nice watch. That is a good buy. I always wanted a watch. I always wanted one, you know? So I'm not into like, oh, you just have to invest it. Like, no, fuck that, you know? But as long as you're just putting it somewhere where you actually care, okay? So love money. Love money enough to care about where it goes, you know? Um... You know, we all been to, we all been there where, uh, you don't want to, you, you don't want to look at your bank account, right? You're scared, you, you're scared to look at your bank account because you don't know if it's going to be negative or how much is in there. Like, you kind of just like, you don't feel like looking. I've been there a lot of times and not a long time ago either. You know what I'm saying? Like, you know, there's, you know, different, different time periods where it's like that. Not, you know, it's always like that. Or it's always been like that for the past three years or something like that. But there's time periods where I'm like, you know, in, in, in business where I'm like, where, you know, it's just like, damn, I'm scared to get my account. And then that led to, you know, overdraft fees and, you know, me paying, right? Paying for it. Okay. I paid for that. I paid for not 
caring and not loving money. I paid for that. Got overdraft fees and the, the account and all that kind of stuff. And, you know, they don't they don't they don't like reversing them and all that kind of stuff. So so I'm like, OK, I got to start checking my account. I check my account. I, I you know, I've been very consistent for the past what a year or so. But there were there were time periods like, you know, um, when I was making the transition, you know, I talk about this all the time. When I'm making the transition from, you know, Amazon full time to to what I'm doing now. In between that time, like money was kind of funny. You know what I'm saying? Like, in a real way, you know? And it's like, you know, fuck. You know, I don't, I don't want to look at my accounts. And, and not only that, I was, I was, I was sort of bad at looking at, my, looking at my accounts a little bit before that. But now I turn that all the way around. You know, I'm looking at my accounts consistently on a daily basis to make sure I'm not giving my money away. Overdraft fees. Yo, that, that, Okay, so and, and I don't, I don't want to go down this route for too long, but when we talk about banking, I want I, I'm actually gonna do an episode about banking. Okay, banking, you know, um, and I might mix that up with uh, credit. You know, how to obtain and and how to yeah how to obtain and and, and get yourself in a, in a in a good position to obtain credit. But overdraft fees, you know, I've worked. I come from, you know, my, my line of work, you know, before, before and during entrepreneurship was in banking, retail banking for a lot of it. But overdraft fees are the biggest ripoff, man. It's the big, it's the, one of the biggest legal ripoffs, you know, I mean, they, they charge you. It's if you, if you look at it as an interest rate, right, let's, let's, let's think about this for a second. You go negative $6 in your account. Okay? You go negative $6 in your account. You don't put that money back in your account by what? 12 o'clock a.m. the next day or 1 o'clock, whatever your, your cutoff time is. Right? You don't put that money back in your account. And uh, depending on what bank you're, you're, you're at, most banks charge $36. Overdraft fee, okay. That is a so so you went negative six dollars. So meaning that you borrowed six dollars from the bank because you didn't have six dollars for whatever purchase you made. So you borrowed six, okay. And you're repaying six plus thirty six. So you're repaying six hundred percent in interest. Simple math. That's 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 simple math, right? Simple math says six hundred percent interest. Okay. Now, if you break that down on a, if you annualize that, okay, if you annualize it. So let's say you you know you pay the thirty six dollars the next day. You for some reason you have the thirty six dollars plus the six dollars on the next day. And then you, you know, pay your account back. You annualize that uh, interest. I can't even, I don't even know. I don't even know what that percentage is. What that percentage is on an annual basis. I have to do, I have to use a calculator. You know? 
So simple math is just basic common sense is 600%. Okay, so six times. You're paying six times in interest. Okay? You're giving your money away. You're giving your money away. You're giving your wealth away. Right? So um, I had to get really serious about that. I mean, for, you know, I would say maybe the past two years. I mean, it didn't happen a lot, but I would say I probably paid um, maybe about six overdraft, about maybe about three, about maybe three to five overdraft fees in the past like two years. Some of it due to me literally like being bad at checking my accounts at that time. And then some of it were due to just like, I don't want to get my account. Like, I don't want, I don't want to get it right now. You know what I'm saying? Because I'm, I'm going to get depressed or something. Okay. Um, but that's, that was me not caring and not loving money. Like, I'm getting back to loving money. Gotta love it. The more you care, the more you have. If you care, you're going to do things to multiply it. If you care, you're going to do things to keep more of it. Love money. Okay? It doesn't matter how you slice it. You're always going to have to have more money. That's why you need to love money. You need to love money because you always need more of it. Always. The answer, the only answer to all of your problems is more money. It's at least a huge element to all of your problems. Is more money. It's an element. So it may not be entirely the answer, but for most of your problems, it's the only answer. And not only that, the if you focus on more money, you're going to... Um, uh, avoid most problems. You're going to avoid them. You can't save your way to wealth these days. You can't save your way to wealth these days. You have to be active. You have to be active. Active moneymaker. Okay? And before, you know, you get to this whole idea of passive income, you have to you have to be active, right? So, you know, passive income, you know, I get it. There's really no such thing as passive income. Um, but there's some incomes that are more passive than others. I would just agree to that. And um, there is no passive income without active income. If you don't have an active income mindset, uh, you have to get out there and get it. You you won't care. Like, this is the, the Kevin O'Leary, right? Money, kids. Money are his kids, or like his kids. Or he treats them like his kids. Okay? So the whole point of, act, of passive income is when your kids are making more kids. And bringing it back to you. Over and over and over and over and over. But you have to first have kids. 
have to have the, the mindset to have kids. Kids meaning the money, right? Okay, so you want to uh, avoid inflation. You want to beat inflation. You need to make more money. You want to have actual real life kids. You need more money. You want to get married. You need more money. You want to buy a house. You're going to need more money. You want to take a vacation. You need to make more money. You want to invest. You need more money. You want passive income. You need to make more money. You want to retire your mom and dad. You need to make more money. You want to take care of your mom and dad because they're elderly. You need to make more money. You want your kids to get out of public school and go to private school. You need to make more money. You want a better car. A more efficient car. You need to make more money. You want to eat at better restaurants. You need to make more money. You want whatever. The only answer is more money. You want to be single? You want to be single? You need to make more money. Whether you want to date or not. You need more money. No matter what you do. No matter what you want to do. You have to make more. More than what you have. Gone are the days. Where you can make enough money. And say you know what I'm good. I don't need any more money. Right. Now, there's outliers, right? You know, you have maybe entertainment. Or if you're one of these um, um, uh, OnlyFans people, these celebrity OnlyFans people who make $50 million in one, in one year. You know, those, those are outlier situations. Even those situations, those people are going to need more money. You know? See, see, <clears throat> even even in the outlier situations, you need to make, you need to make more money. So it, it actually doesn't, I take that back, it actually doesn't, uh, it doesn't matter. You know, there, there is no, there are no outliers. Because a, a lot of us like to think that, oh man, if I had, if I had LeBron James money, if I had, uh, 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 you know, this OnlyFans money, or if I had, you know, lottery that you'll be set. No, 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 no. See, if, if you've seen money and you've seen people with money, if you've been around a little bit, or not, not necessarily been around, because you could be around a little bit and not know shit, 
But if you actually, you know, been actually around people, you know what I'm saying? And you actually paid attention to what's happening in the world, you'll realize even people with all of this money, their lifestyle, right? Their lifestyle requires them to make more money. Right. So their lifestyle. So so if you talk, if you, so you can actually uh, compare percentages. Right. They may be per, like your percentages, how much you spend on housing, food, gas. Like if, if, if you were to put like that in a ratio of how much uh, in, in relation to how much you actually make their their ratios could be the exact same thing. You know, so in order to continue the lifestyle that they're living, they have to make more money. You know what I'm saying? But let's say let's just say let's just say there is an outlier. Where, you know, one day you hit the lottery, $10 million, okay? Um, most lottery winners actually go broke, you know? They, they actually, there's a TV show on this. Uh, I forgot what it's called. Maybe Lottery. I don't know. You got to Google it. You can look it up. But the statistics uh, show that most lottery winners go broke within, like, what, a couple of years or so, right? But let's just say, let's, let's, let's just, you know, just, just work, with, work with me on this example, Let's just say you won the lottery, $10 million. Do you think you don't need to make any more money? Do you think you're set for um, for life? Now, you have to be... Um, you have to be a very special person to say... I won the lottery, $10 million, and I'm literally only going to withdraw 50000 a year or 100000 I'm going to buy my house and only withdraw $1,000, you know. I'm, I'm buying a small house too, right? So let's say, you know, I'm single, or let's just say a married, married, married couple, you know, a married couple, they, um, they just buy, you know, a three-bedroom house. They don't have any kids. They just, you know, they... They agree they don't have any kids. So you have to be two special people. And, you know, we'll just buy a house, $500,000, let's just say. And then, you know, we'll, we'll draw a hundred grand a, a, a year. You have to be a special kind of person to really do that. Um, because, you know, that may not be the case. But what any rational person will probably do, they will probably invest a nice portion of that. Invest it to where they're making money from their money. So their kids, right? They're making money with their kids. So you have to make more money in order to keep it, right? In order to have a $10 million principal, right? You invest a nice portion of it, all of uh, maybe not all of it, obviously, but a nice portion of it where it's earning a couple hundred grand a year and you live off the interest. What is that called? That's called making more money. That's money making more money. That's what a rational person would do. Okay. Now, not to say that, oh, you know, I buy a house and I just live off a hundred thousand and I give the rest to charity. You have to be a very special group of people because this is we're talking about in our example, we're talking about a married, a married uh, couple. You have to be a special group of people to do that. But realistically, the best thing to do 
is to make more money. But even, e- but even, even if you invest that money, it's going to be some very, very low risk stuff, right? You know, maybe some uh, bonds, uh, some very, you know, low interest bonds. Either way, you know, you're going to be losing money because inflation is going to um, outpace the interest that you're earning. But at that point, you're not really interested in making more than inflation. You're just interested in conserving your principal. Okay. But either way, you're making more money. You know, and if you don't know how to do it yourself, which you probably don't, if you're making like a person just comes out of nowhere and makes it has $10 million lottery. They're not going to understand how to invest $10 million or even $5 million or even a hundred. It doesn't matter how smart you are. You're going to have to hire people to help you with that, you know. And then, you know, you, you know you're going to be maybe distru- distrustful a little bit or, you know, you really have to watch. You have to really have to watch them, right? So, um, so you're never really passive. There's always a little bit of fear and a little bit of oversight that you have to do and, and a, a little bit of learning that you have to do to feel comfortable um, with investing or with, you know, with managing your money, or, or even if you hire someone to manage your money, you got, you have to get out there and, and get in the game, get your hands dirty a little bit and check up on the people who you trusted to invest for you. So the, the answer to everything is more money. Um, or at least an element to most of it. It doesn't matter what you want to do. Now, you can sit back and say, oh, you know, um, money is not everything. Okay. Well, if money is not everything, why does everything come from money? Why is everything, there was an exchange of money for everything that you see, at least. Okay. So, yes, money is not everything, but it's damn near most things. Now, there's another element, you know, I, I, I keep saying element, you know, so there's another element, right? So your, your job is to protect and provide. We're talking about providing, okay? So money will solve, I would argue, most of your problems and help you avoid most problems, help you avoid most problems okay now the other element is the provide uh uh, excuse me protect and that is more psychological in 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 it's a more for me it's a metaphor for psychological so you have to have some game and unfortunately with game uh it can it can mean a lot of things right but what i am talking about is you have to be a protector of the ills of the world. You have to be a protector of your of your you know your family, your your money, right? Whatever you care about, you have to protect it from the ills of society. And you won't know what the what those ills are if If you don't, if you're not gamed up and there's so many different avenues for people to get slighted or for people to get taken advantage of 
for people to, you know, so on and so forth. There's so many different avenues, you know? So that's the other element. The other element is having the psychological willpower and also desire, not just willpower, desire to protect. Okay? So the love of money is the providing. Having the deep emotional to want more money and to want to take care of what you have so you can have more money. Having that emotional connection to making money. Okay? That's the love of money. Okay? But the other element is protect. Because you can have all the money, but if you don't know what to protect yourself or your kids or your wife or yourself to protect yourself from, if you don't know what to protect yourself from, that money could be taken away. Slowly or quickly. Okay? Slowly or quickly. That's actually the hardest part about life. So it's not more money and more problems. It's not more money and more problems. It's actually more money, fewer problems. But it's more money, more problems if you don't know what to protect from. To protect what you care about from. Whether it's yourself, whether it's your family, whether it's your business, whatever. If you don't know what to protect yourself from, your money will be taken from you. It will be taken from your wife. It will be taken from your business partner. It will be taken from the government. It will be taken, right? It will be taken. Very slowly. Very slowly. But that's the hardest part. That's the hardest part about all of this. Is having enough game. To understand. And to to see what's happening out in the world. And to say nope. 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 I'm not fucking with none of that. Okay. Because I have to protect. You know. I have to protect. Your job is to protect and to provide. Protecting is the hardest part. Because you may not know what to protect yourself from. And the world will tell you that, oh, you're fine. Oh, it's good over here. It's all good. You know, no no harm can be done to you over here. Right? And then, naturally, we want to believe that. Right. But uh, but nah. You know, so 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 that's, you know, and, 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 and that's that's what it means when people say money is not everything. That's what it really means. But I would rather. Have money. Than than to sit back and say, you know, oh, money's not everything. No, I don't. I would rather not be that guy. I would rather err on the side of caution, and be like, okay, more money, more money. I need more money, and balance that. Balance. Here's the last thing I'm gonna say, and then I'm gonna wrap up on that balance, right? Balance. Okay. You know, I was thinking about this the other, um, earlier today. 
I was thinking about like balance, right? See, I think when people um when people hear about balance, people think about equality. Right? How do you balance it out? You know, make it even on this side and even on that side so that way you're balanced. And I was like There's a lot of problems with that idea. But um, I remember a long time ago, I was, um, if you ever, you know, I'm sure you may have heard of a book called, a book called The Seven Habit, The Seven Habits of Highly Effective People. <clears throat> I was reading that book one time. And I think I got this idea from that book, or I think I saw this idea from that book that there's no such thing as um, balance. You know, you can't you can't have a balanced life. Um, for some reason, I remember these diagrams of, you know, of these distributions, these, like these weight distributions of you know one weight being more on this side of the diagram, like a, like a like a it was like a diamond shape, you know, but one of the edges were pulled over to the side so it was like out of you know it looked out of balance i don't know i'm trying to i, I don't know i can't really remember it, it clearly but i think that's where i got the um that's where i think that's where i first saw that idea of to not to not want or look for work-life balance you know work-life balance are for it's for poor people it's for poor people and workers okay w2 workers Work-life balance is for them. Those, if you hear anybody crying about work-life balance, it's, it's generally coming from that side. Okay? Now, for a long time, I, um, uh, I you know, thought about this, you know? But for some reason today, I just started thinking about it again. You know, I, I think about these things often. They just come randomly. You can't balance nothing. You know, even when you're balancing something on the equal, you think you're equal on one side. You're never, it's never equal. Okay. But the whole idea of, of, of balance is, um, you know, life is a balancing act. You, you, you don't get balance, you know, equal balance, I guess you could say. No, you work a lot. And then there's sometimes you don't work a lot. And during that time you don't work a lot, you're doing something else a lot. Right? So you can't just have half and half. Even the work-life balance people, they don't get half and half. There's no such thing as work life. You don't get work-life balance. There will never be such thing as work-life balance. Okay? That means an equal time working, then an equal time doing personal things, whatever you want to do. No, you're always working more than the personal time. Always. There's no such thing as not doing that. Nine to five. Okay? Nine to five. And you're always working more than nine to five if you're getting ready and you're commuting, right? So it's always more. You know, you're always doing more. And and the things that you're doing on your off time aren't necessarily things you enjoy. There, there could be other obligations that you have to do. So you're not balancing anything, you know? Anyways, I digress. But life is a balancing act, you know? And um, 
I used to feel bad. I used to feel, um, I used to feel out of place a lot because, you know, everybody around me is, oh, you know, um, you know, especially when I was, you know, working at a job, you know, and, and most people, most people are, oh, you know, the weekend and blah, 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 and, 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 you know, got to do something on the weekend, it's Friday, and all oh, Monday is, and, and, and it's Friday, you know, you're living for the weekend, right, the weekend, always something has to be going on, I was never like, I was like, nah, I got to work, I have to put my energy into a project, I don't care about the weekend, the days don't matter to me, I don't care, you know, it doesn't matter, now it matters a little bit. It matters a little bit. It matters more to me now because I got kids. But you know, I'm talking about before then. You know, that I used to feel very out of place. You know what I'm saying? Very out of place because I was because I was like that. You know, um, but I always you know when I was in you know I had you know you know when you're in college or whatever you know and and I worked so I had to you know spend my weekends a lot of weekends you know getting things done and studying. But also, when I wasn't doing that, I was researching business opportunities. You know, if I didn't, if I wasn't already in an opportunity, I was researching business opportunities. I'll be networking. I'll be doing something that's going to advance me towards my entrepreneurial goals. You know, um, so yeah, if you're, you know, if, if, if you know, unfortunately, if you're around most people, you may feel out of place. You know, until you find your your crew, right? People who think the same. Um, so yeah, honestly, I don't. Um, I didn't really have a connection between the balance and, and the other topics I was talking about. You know, loving money and and the element of game. Um, but I guess I could tie it in. I guess I could tie it in too. I mean, you do have a. You, you have to have a. You, you have to balance the 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 love of money. With the um, desire and the care for protecting, you know, you have to love that too. You have to love it. And, and that's actually something uh, new to me is putting words to that. Like, yeah, of course, you know, I may, you know, we, we've probably known these things, but when I, when you put words to it, it it, it 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 hits a little different, you know. Um, I use the same words for loving money and also protecting, right? Loving money, having that emotional, that strong emotional desire and connection to making more money and also caring for the money you have. Same thing with uh, providing, you know, loving to provide, and caring about the things that you provide, um, excuse me, loving the things that you're having a deep emotional connection to the things that you're protecting and having a, a strong desire to protect. Um, I think if you, if you think of it that way, you'll be able to see a lot of the traps that society lays out and um you can start working backwards in terms of you know lacing yourself with enough game 
to avoid those traps or to protect what you love from those traps. Because there's a lot of traps. And that's actually an episode I want to do too. There's, there's many traps out here in society, big and small, that a lot of us fall into. You know, all of us have fell into many of them that have set us back um, in some kind of way. And the, the, the first step to overcoming it is to realizing that you fell in the trap. Okay. And then, um, getting out of the trap, uh, working your way out. So listen, love money, love it enough to care for it. Love it enough to make more because it's going to allow you to do the things you want to do for yourself and other people and care care about the money you have you know love to protect love to protect have a deep emotional desire to protect okay and care about what you're protecting okay so you can see those pitfalls and protect what you love from those pitfalls. It's uh, it's 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 not for everybody. You know, I used to also feel a certain way. And this is the last thing I'm gonna say. I'm gonna wrap it up for real this time. I used to um, I I used to not feel good about myself. When people would say that, um, you know, growing up, you know, um, my later teenage years, um, that, I, that, you know, I was too serious or I took things too serious. Um, I used to, you know, I, I didn't really feel bad, but I was like, okay, whatever, you know, like, okay, you know, um, but I never, uh, I never shied away from that. Um, I didn't realize it then, but uh, but now I realize it's just I have a desire to go deep on a lot of things. I have a passion to just go deep on a lot of things, you know? And... um I like going deep. A lot of people just like be on the surface, you know, and a lot of people just, you know, are, are very surface oriented. They rather just have a, they really rather, they rather be, uh, they rather involve themselves with a lot of escapism instead of thinking too much, instead of getting serious. And I just thought of something. One of, one of the most influential people who I never met before. He's the most influential person I've met is Mr. Johnson, but the one of the most influential people that I've never met is Jim Rohn. And if you if you he has a uh, he has a uh, talk or a speech, if you you can find it on YouTube called Get Serious. That's what I was doing. Didn't know it, you know. Now I'm able to put words to it. But get serious, man. You know what I'm saying? You can you can joke around and play around if you want. 
But get serious. Because for you know, for speaking to people who have kids, they're they're not gonna give a fuck about your escapism. You know, what's going to affect them is what you actually did for them. What you do for them comes from you being serious about what you're doing right now. Okay. You want to leave them with something to give themselves to give them an advantage in life. See, ah, man, I, I can go. I can go for another couple hours, man. And and, and, and and I have so many kids, so I can I can speak to a, 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 a speak to this a lot, especially the you know especially now. If you don't leave your kids with something or you don't give them something they're gonna do nefarious things to make money especially girls in the times we're living in in the direction we're going if they don't have the resources to get basic things they're gonna do nefarious things to get those resources But if you're serious, but if you're serious about leaving resources or allowing them to have resources, they won't have to do those things. But it first requires you to get serious, which is my point. Get serious about some shit. Get serious about. If you're listening, if you if you've been listening to this podcast, you are not. Like everybody else. Okay? You're just not. Okay? And you never were. Sometimes you may have tried to fit in. And it never worked out. Why? Because you're serious about yourself. I didn't say take yourself seriously. I said get serious about life. Okay? Anyways. That's it. That's it, guys. Um, thank you guys for tuning in. Appreciate you guys. If you're, if you're, um, if you want to reach out to me, you got questions, comments, uh, 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 podcast topics in the future. Um, anything like that. Um, what was another, there was something else I wanted to throw out there, a reason to contact me. Uh, I thought about it earlier, but I forgot. But anyways, hit me up at multi channel podcasts at gmail.com multi-channel podcast at gmail.com um if you're you know listening on these platforms uh i guess you i guess you have to follow me or something like that on these platforms so you can get updates on when the next um uh episodes are coming out they don't i don't have a set schedule you know as you can tell they've been they've just been coming out when they come out um i've been a little bit more consistent than previous years i'll tell you that I'll, i'll tell you that and there's a reason for that, which I would get into at another time. Um, so, so, um, yeah. And then, you know, leave me a review, uh, please, wherever, wherever you're listening to, I guess Apple podcasts, you know what? Don't leave me a review every, anywhere. Go to Apple podcasts. Cause I hear that's where it's at. 
Apple Podcasts is where you need to leave the reviews. So please leave a review there. I re- I would really appreciate it. Um, yeah, I just would really appreciate that. So until next time, thank you for tuning in. Peace.